Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Yeah, yes, he's a DB of the show, and we are Black and Sports, giving us a voice to the people that, and a voice of the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all, laughing at all, while providing a platform to be heard. All right, so today, you know what I'm saying, we had to bulk up the lineup a little bit, all right? So we got some former Hoopers in here that like to connect and empower people. They are the creators of the Lab 24-7. So in the booth here, we got Matt Shaw and we got Bill Clark, man. Welcome, welcome. What's up, fellas? Clap it thank up, you, clap man. it up. Thank you, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No, man, we appreciate you guys, man. So, hey, y'all know how we start the show, man. We need a shoot your shot moment for both of y'all, all right? So this is where you went for it all. You know, whether it's with the ladies, whether it was in the ball game where, you know, you you, you told you cleared it out. <laughs> you cleared it <laughs> out. You know, you, you ain't going to run the play. You're just going to clear it out. But just uh, give us a shoot your shot moment. And we can't have that, man. You know, I shoot my shot every day, man. We need a true bona fide story. Who wants to go first? Bill, you got you to go first. Oh, I like the way he just put you out there like that. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yes, Bill, you up. You up. I mean, it just depends. You know what I mean? It depends on, uh, let me think. Uh-huh. Like, Think about like the craziest time, man. Cause okay. man, you guys gonna put me on the spot when well, you know my family upstairs, man. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna tell nobody else, man. We ain't gonna tell nobody else. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, my wildest times was in t- in Turkey, man. Mm. In Turkey, mm. like anyone that played out in Turkey, I mean, they understand. You know, I'm trying to keep this PG, uh, yeah. but Turkey is it's it's a different level, man. It's a, it's a different ball game, you know. With women, they just they don't care, man. They ruthless. I'm- they just, uh, they see you, they want you, man. They're like hyenas, you know. And, <laughs> hey, Miles and is over I, here co-signing I, I, with I, that. You know, I, long, I, long, long time ago. Wait, wait, long, long, yeah. long time ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> My wife knows. I, I mean, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I, <laughs> I know. I mean, so, Turkey, take us back, man, because you look like you having flashbacks as well. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Turkey, I would say when I went, I went to Turkey my second year. I was in a place called Konya, which is, uh, like, the largest – it's the capital of Turkey. It's like the largest area in Turkey, but it was nothing going on over there. So what we used to do is we used to fly to Istanbul or go to Ankara oh, wow. or Izmir or anything like that. So after the game, we would just shoot over. You know, <laughs> we just catch a flight, we shoot over. And we'd go out uh, Friday night. we go out Saturday night. I mean, we wouldn't sleep. Friday night, Saturday night. And then Sunday night, Sunday night, we'd go to Masquerade. And Masquerade was crazy. It's the craziest club in Turkey. So... After that, the club closes at seven. Hey, yeah. We had practice at nine. Oh boy! Right? <laughs> so on uh, so Monday morning. So what I would do is we would catch that like six something flight, get in at like I don't know seven thirty eight, and then we just drive straight, straight to practice. practice. Straight to practice. Wow! Like nothing. So we would do that consistently, uh, and uh, maybe after every game. I ain't going to front. After every game, he just shoot over there. <laughs> Price was like $50, you know? So he was just, yep. I'll just, I, and they gave me a bucket. Oh, man, my car was a bucket. Like, <laughs> like, if you can imagine, like, the Scooby-Doo van, I'm not lying. Scooby-Doo van, <laughs> and it was a stick, but the stick was, like, near yep. the steering wheel. Yep. So I'm, like, put, like, it's smoking. Oh, that's and, hilarious. You know, we, 
we was looking trash, you know, but uh, we, had, we had a good time. Win or lose, guy, win or lose, y'all took that trip, huh? Huh? Win or lose, y'all took that trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were out. We were out. To. I mean, we, we didn't care. My man, uh, Bernard King, and my guy, uh, Jeremy, you know, we would just uh, we would just shoot out there. And uh, I, I don't drink, but my guys drink, man, so they just be tore. They come to practice just tore up, you know, <laughs> and uh, – we we did some wild things, man. It's a uh, the flu game. I want to say it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys be having the flu games on, huh? <laughs> hey, man, I'm talking like if you guys heard this story, that I would. Ooh, boy, Uh-oh. but um, you, I, know, I know ears. I know ears is everywhere. Right, ears, now. right, right, right. Sorry, so, um, what was the name of the club again? I'm, I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep upstairs tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't be back on that couch, brother. Don't 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 put yourself on that couch, man. For for us, man. What was the name of that yeah. club again? I was in uh, I was in Turkey and this, uh, the name of the team was called uh, Celtic. No, 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 the club. You said Masquerade. Oh, Masquerade. Oh boy. Oh. I'm telling you. Hey, man. quick, a hey, quick question for you, Bill. Do, do you yeah. got any? Do you got any lemon pepper wings on that menu over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, hey, uh, Turkey's a Turkey's the only place you need to go. Uh, you don't go there with a family. You go there if you're single. You my- single. You- you gonna you gonna live the dream. You go to France, like places like France, okay. anything on like, you know, western side of Europe, you know, mm-hmm. France, Spain, stuff like that. You can raise your family. Everyone be good. Turkey, <laughs> nah, man. I'm, I'm probably hurting a lot of people right now. They listening. That's gonna play over there, and that their girls hearing this, man. Turkey's not the uh, way, man. I'm, I'm, telling I'm, you. I'm telling you. So when I was in college, my dad was in the military, so he's in Adana, right? So when I used to go home for the summer and, and, and winter break, I used to always go to Turkey, right, and go to Istanbul and things like that. So. I know, I know. My wife's probably oh, gonna, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, my wife's gonna look at me like you you agreeing a little too hard. Right. Right? I've been shaking the hell out of my hands. Right. <laughs> you got neck like, whiplash, yeah. boy. Yeah, I know, man. Hey, you should have saw the smile on Miles' yeah, face when you uh, said uh, that shit, boy. <laughs> hey, Confirmation was done. If it wasn't for football, I would have stayed in Turkey. My dad was there, I would just stayed there. Damn. My guide. I am the same thing. Like I I can live there because it's super Americanized, you know, like Exactly. Going out there, you see Friday, Red Lobster. You know oh, really? Mean? I didn't know it was like that. Oh, yeah. They got all that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Turkey, Turkey, Turkey like Dubai. Dubai and Turkey is crazy. Okay. Flights right. to Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, that's the way to start us off, man. Yeah. So what would you got to follow up? I mean, you know, my I don't have a nightclub story. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> mine's a little bit more on the serious side as okay, far as like okay. shooting a shot. Um uh, kind of what got me in a position that I'm in right now to even be here and be talking about the lab and you know it's back when I was in college you know 2010 it was here at UNLV UNLV. yep um I didn't end on the the best of circumstances and I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do so I was like uh, applying for jobs and stuff and I remember my academic advisor had gave me a a interview to like uh just to get a job at like Abercrombie and Fitch or something (laughs) I was applying at Nike, going to do interviews at Nike, and right. then I just remember going to, getting ready to go to that interview at Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, bro, come on, this you about to be six eight? <laughs> you gonna be with a, some skinnies? Put <laughs> some skinnies on, come some on, tapers, you can't with be, some taper legs. <laughs> you can't be that guy, man. You can't be that guy at Abercrombie and Fitch, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think having gone through that, that was like okay. I'm gonna try and hoop now. I'm gonna really lock in. Yeah. Like I'm and focused. I went all the way in on hoop. And from then on, that's when I became a pro. And that's when through all my experiences, through the stuff, the places I've been, the the different things that I've seen and mm-hmm. people I've met, teammates, came up with, you know, the lab. And 
Bill is my guy. I've known Bill since we were 10. So, that's dope. That's you know, what's up. To be doing it with him is, is special. That's his love, right? That's that's his, yeah, love. that's it's dope, love. man. It's love. So, man, what, what? I still would prefer you to be a shirtless model at Amicron. <laughs> yeah, I never told anybody that story. That's what I'm thinking about. I never the, do that either. I'm yeah. thinking about the Kanye West song, like, when he was at the Gap. He's like, yeah. <laughs> show off my the couch. <laughs> <drop off. laughs> yeah. With a little uh, <laughs> bead neck. <laughs> yeah, man, I was about to be standing in front of the store telling people to come in. Nah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go all like that. So Where the extra up? mediums at? Right. Uh, <laughs> over there, over there, cuz. Oh, that's dope. So, this is for both of y'all. Where do y'all love for, for sports start? Where did that foundation start? Matt, we'll go with you first. I mean, honestly, it was in the backyard of my cousin's house in Compton. We just used to play in the backyard all day, every day. Like, especially in the summertime, it was just wake up, go out in the backyard, shoot, shoot the ball, go over to the next door neighbor's <laughs> yard. We hop the fence, go get the ball. We back there following each other, pushing each other into the garage. <laughs> yep. And... That that then is when I knew, cause I tried baseball before, and I just always, I, I I knew I was gonna. I mean, it's just the generation that we grew up in. It was it was a sports oriented generation. Right. So, um, being raised where I was from, it was just that that backyard, those backyard phase that we used to have. That is where I got my competitive passion, and that's when that's when I was like, okay. And after that. After being, because they were older than me, you know, and yeah. they were bigger than me yeah. right. at they, that time. At the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different grow up. That's a yeah. different uh, training right yeah, there, right? Yeah. So after going through that, you know, it was easier to be more competitive. And, and that's when I fell in love with sports right then and there. Sure. Sure. Bill, what about you? I was forced. I mean, <laughs> He's like, I didn't want to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. my, mom, my mom, I mean, same, you know, like, uh, I mean, where I'm from, you know, I'm from, I'm from the wood. And, uh, you know, most people from the world you reason don't come out like that you know so my mom we got us out of there and uh she forced me to go back to the you know back to la to continue to play and i didn't want to go i didn't want to practice i didn't want to work out i didn't want to do nothing i just want to chill you know but uh i mean <laughs> growing up man i didn't get no playing time and stuff that's because i just didn't you know i wasn't passionate about the game but i think all the times that i would sit the bench and get made fun of i feel like it kind of like you know flipped the switch in my, in my mind and I changed that, you know, so, you know, from sitting on the bench to being professional, you know, a lot of people have been story. put in that situation where, you know, they don't want to do something, but they're actually thankful, you know, so I'm thankful for my mom because without my mom, I didn't know I'd get a, you know, scholarship. I didn't know I'd be playing pro sure. for seven years, you know, so it's a blessing. Now, anyone else play sports in, in, in y'all, in the household or uncles or whatever like that? Um, Well, my dad played back in the day. Okay. My dad is, uh, he was much older than me, mm -hmm. so by the time... I was able to play. He, he was his legs was all broke down, so <laughs> his knees a little bad. Yeah, knees was, was not a little big bad. He's a so big bad. I, I couldn't really. Uh, but my dad, you know, he went to Oregon, University of Oregon. Okay. So I would see a lot of his uh, his, his, his film or his, just his, what he his, did, his pictures, pictures and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, I kind of knew, you know, kind of had some big shoes to fill. Other sports besides uh, basketball, like when you were growing up, or was it all basketball? All basketball. Yeah, that's that's nice. Straight into I mean, it. That's what I guess that's what they y'all do. I know, do. right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they said on the wood, like, right? Like, just, said, <laughs> just, just who? Just who? Yeah. And, and, and slap girls on the booty and run. Some of that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, how, did y'all connect? You said how long have you guys known each other? I've known Bill since I was ten. Wow. Yeah. yeah Been a minute. That's what's up. Yeah, how did the connection? How, where, where did that start? Um, play AAU. I got AAU. Mm -hmm. Play yeah. Okay. You know. 
And I was mad because they always got playing time and I was on the bench. <laughs> I was like, I was a football player. You know, I played football and baseball. So I was a okay. football player that got like recruited to play basketball. So, I mean, man, remember, I'm, I'm, I look like an idiot out there. Headband, elbow pads, knee That's pads. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all the accessories for sure. I'm like, I was Dennis Rodman. Hey, hey, you the best dressed out there. Best dressed. (laughs) 38 rebounds, no points, 17 fouls, technicals. All that. At 10. (laughs) At 10. (laughs) Straight out the East Bay. Right? (laughs) I look like like a fool. Like, I look like, I I just, just when I think about it, it makes me mad. You know, I'm glad my son ain't here to hear this. (laughs) Because you're about to do the same thing, right? Yeah, man. Oh, man, now I'm just I'm, I'm the same now. Man. I just I'm just fouling, man. That's it. fouling and rebounding, shooting. <laughs> so, so being that you guys' background with AAU, mm-hmm. how did the high school selection process work for you guys? I know it gets competitive at that level. So, how did that work for both of y'all? Bill, you can start it off. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, you I didn't have a traditional. Though. Yeah, you didn't have a traditional um, high academy. school. Yeah, yeah, you went to an academy or something, right? Well, I went to Peninsula my first three years, and then my mom was like, you need some more competition. So she sent me to Oak Hill. So I had to try out uh, for Oak Hill, like full-on tryout. And that was – it was great. Hey, like Casey Rivers, Kevin Durant, Jamon Gordon. That's like amazing. Ty Lo- yes. like all these dudes. Ty Lawson. And I, was just, I, had to sh- I had to show out. Luckily, I made it. I almost died. You how many, know? how many fouls I mean, did you I average? Casey Rivers. <laughs> you know, if, if you guys are familiar with Casey Rivers, he's ACB. Yeah. And I I was nothing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just coming from like a small school in the South Bay. So he was cooking me, you know, but I held my own and I was pretty impressive. And he said, okay, you can come here. And then uh, I only was getting like scholarships from the West Coast. So my mom was like, let's go prep. So I went to prep and I led knapsack and scoring and then ended up getting offers from the East Coast and I decided to stay back East because I was like, man, I need to break from California. So mom knew, mom, it sounded like mom knew the game pretty early. Was she, was she hooping yeah. it too? Nah, she just wanted me to stay out of trouble. Got you. That's Got what it was, you. to be Got honest. Just that, stay out of trouble. That's big know? enough motivation, though. For sure. Yeah. That's really big enough motivation. Matt Fairfax. Yeah, so. How'd that go? First, I started off, um, I went to Verbum Day. Okay. And that was a decision that my dad, he said I should go because yep. there was a, supposed to be a coach at that time, uh, David Greenwood, who played for the Bulls, won a championship, and uh, he was going to be the coach there. So my dad wanted me to go there, but he ended up not being the coach. I always I wanted to go to Westchester. I don't know if you guys are mm-hmm. familiar with L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Westchester and Fairfax. They're their rivals. So I did two years at Bourbon Day. Then I transferred to Fairfax. And then that, when I went to Fairfax, it was just a whole nother because <laughs> we were traveling. Like Bill's, some yeah. of the things Bill says, you know, we played – my senior year, we played KD. We played. We played everybody. Mm-hmm. James mm-hmm. and those, all those guys you see in the NBA right now, the MVPs. Those mm-hmm. were the guys we were playing Good against. Playing. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was it was tough. So and it and it's funny probably because their game is probably pretty similar to what it is thing. now. Same thing, right? Oh, game yeah. don't change. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Except Russ. Okay. Nah. He came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere, yeah. huh? Are you serious? Because he, he was he wasn't dunking until he what freshman year in college. Yeah. Something like that. Senior? No, nah, he was he was explosive. He was quick. Really? He's he just turned into an but he, animal. But diff- he's different. He's a different. He's a different breed, man. Something hey, something's in the water. You know what it is? Miles believes that we got that extra calf muscle. Hey, I mean, that's what they. That's what they say. <laughs> that's what they. <laughs> so so they say they got that extra calf muscle. Maybe maybe he's he's, 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 he's grew in. He's grew in. Reattached. I need that. I need that space jam juice. <laughs> <laughs> space jam juice. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. So, um, so talk about the recruiting process, right? So you guys took us up to high school, you know, mm-hmm. different, you know, um, 
situations in high school. What was the recruiting process for you guys? I mean, you know, I was fortunate, man. I got to be honest. You know, I took up some visits to – I went to University of Miami. I took a visit to Michigan. took a visit to Temple, USC. Um, and, you know, the recruitment process is like – they treat you like a king. Yeah. Like you don't. You have no. They have budgets for these things. Like they, <laughs> they have a certain amount of money you can get for meals. You know, you got the head coach that you're seeing on TV coming to your house. Yes. You're going out there. They're showing you the players just trying to do. Take you around. Take you around. Introduce you to people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say people. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was great. I loved it. I loved it. But what was the best recruiting uh, visit that you had? Um. Had to be, I know my- had to be temp- <laughs> no, it had to be University of Miami, easy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh easy. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you go during season? No, nah, it was the spring. It was spring, easily, it, easy. University of Miami. I was like, I was, I'm coming here. Right. <laughs> Done deal. I'm coming, I'm coming. But uh, they measured me and they said I wasn't. Uh, I was like a couple inches or so off, off of, of what, what they. You would- know how you do when you're in AAU, you boost up your little oh, height yeah. a little yeah. bit. So I probably put myself at like six nine, uh-huh. six nine and a half. <laughs> And then they went and they measured me. It was like, ah, I don't know, man. You're not so tall. Because <laughs> like, if it wasn't for that, I was going to commit. I'm not even going to lie. Damn. Right there on spot? Right, yeah, there. right there. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> ready? <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> I was ready. That's what's up. So you ended up committing to Temple? Committed to Temple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what happened with that process? Um, John Cheney retired. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I did read that. So, okay. John Cheney retired. Um, and did the whole staff dismantle? Or did yeah. you know who was coming in? They all left. Oh, gotcha. The whole staff left. And they had a new coach, and I wasn't—I didn't know anything about them. And, didn't buy and I, fell in love just... with, I fell in love with the coaching staff. They came and saw me multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really disappointing for me. Gotcha. I was kind of lost after that. Gotcha. But what about you, man? Talk about your recruiting process. Oh, man. Uh, when I went to uh, Worcester, I uh, took a visit to, uh, let's see, Providence, Colorado State, St. Joe's. And, uh, I mean, I did, when I was in high school, I did a couple, you know, Pepperdine and all that. Like I verbally committed to Pepperdine when I was younger and I was like, I'm trying to go to SC. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, yeah. but I just, uh, it was cool. I mean, I had fun just like Matt, you know, like it was crazy, you know, different times. Everyone was different. Certain schools was fun. Certain coaches was cool. Some of them were weak. You know, I was like, man, this is, <laughs> like, they, they, how am I going, how, how am I going to play for you? You can't even conversation with me. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, nah. So, uh, Duquesne, it was funny, you know, Duquesne. I played in this Charlie Weber in Jersey. Okay. You know, I played in that. Like, so I was like, man, let me give it another try just to keep see how many schools I can get. So I did AAU, I won the Charlie Weber. And then, like, the first, when it was like the first quarter, I, had, I made seven threes in the first quarter. He's on fire. <laughs> then the dude, I, I, I'm not even lying to you. He came to me at halftime. He's like, hey, we're ready to offer you right now. Uh, do, 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 do. And I was like, man, I'm never going to go to this school, man. And what school was this that came with it? It's Duquesne. Duquesne, Duquesne came yeah. with it. Okay. Yeah, Duquesne. So I was like, nah, I'm never going to go there. Like, you know, I'm, I'm better than this. I want to go bigger. Right. So that was my mindset. You know, I was like, I don't want to go mid-major. But then I talked to a close friend of mine, Norm Nixon, um, the dad, and he went to Duquesne. And he's like, man, it's a great school. You need to go there. And I said, all right, say no more. I took a visit there. It was great, man. They treated me like a king. My coach, he was crazy, uh, Coach Everhart. But uh, I think he molded me a lot to what I am uh, today. So I'm, I'm thankful for going there. You know, it's uh, we was on the, you know, we didn't, we played big time schools, and some of them we beat, some of them we got killed. You know, but the experience alone was fun, and I mean, it allowed me to continue after college. So that's all that matters. 
So you got excited. What was your what was your best recruiting trip? My my best recruiting trip is St. Joe's, man. St. Joe's. <laughs> like the coaches. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't, I don't, everyone knows I'm blunt. They I don't they, they're terrible. They're terrible. You know, they they just did I'm over there. I remember we was eating at Ruby's and I'm over there seeing I'm sitting, it's already been 30 minutes, not a word. I'm like, so how do you like your job? I mean, I'm like, <laughs> like, are you gonna talk? You know? But the, <laughs> the dudes on the team was cool. I mean, we went out. I ate Philly cheesesteaks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, I, I, that was a good time, man. I had a good time because they they showed love. They just they didn't care. I mean, Duquesne was the same too. You know, they treated me like a god. And uh, I don't know something about Pennsylvania. It just they just treated me differently. So I just thought that it was the move. You know, so I you know I enjoyed it. You know. Nice. So walking on the campus, uh, getting on the campus, what was that first feeling like being a college athlete? You guys have committed. You're on campus now. Going into the first practice, first workouts, what was that feeling like for both of y'all? Well, for me, <clears throat> I was so arrogant and cocky and big-headed because <laughs> I was like, I come from Fairfax. I didn't play it against this, this, that. Yeah. It was like, there's nothing anybody can show, show <laughs> right. me. Ain't nothing new under the sun yeah. right now. So, I mean, I was – Going to class and practice, I had to say the hardest adjustment was the weight room. Mm-hmm. Those college weights are different. <laughs> Why don't they like to look? I'm telling you. Those college weights he are said they different. Were different weights. They are different. <laughs> like, I was so sore. Uh, That's what I had to adjust to. Like the first three weeks was uh-huh. just I can barely walk. I can barely do anything. <laughs> Strength conditioning coaches yelling for no damn reason on you, all the time. Do every rep, watching you count. Getting the hole yep, 90 yeah. degrees. Yeah, yep. <laughs> for me, that was the biggest adjustment. That's too funny. What about you, Bill, man? <laughs> I mean, when I got on campus, man, I thought I was the man. I tried to come in cute, have my hair done. You know, back in the day, I had the big earrings, pink. You know, I was like, all right. I'm that first practice, boy, yeah, man. man, that's it. Like Matt said, man, it, it's different. You know, you don't walk for a couple of days. You know, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it's just different. You know, you don't you think you're going in there and you're about to just destroy everybody. And even the people that don't have a big name, the things they do to you, it's you know, they cook, they make you look like you little, like you nothing. You know, uh, <laughs> like you small, you right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, they already like they're experienced. So you know, even like running suicides or running. They're just cooking you. You know, you used to beating everybody at your school, but they're yeah. just cooking you. Mm-hmm. And you tired as a dog. You contemplate. Like, you you call your mom and, like, you get choked up, you know, because yeah. you're just like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. yeah. Y'all, y'all bring back memories, man. It's, just get choked up. It's funny how much that happens, like, you know, and then you guys have stayed in college for, for, for your time there. And, you know, mm-hmm. kids now are coming out, going early, and right, there's a, right. I guess, opinions about the NCAA. Some people just skipping it. Some people just skipping it. Go yeah. G League and things like that. Um, so this, I mean, this is for both of y'all. I, I always talk to EJ like, I, there's a reason for the NCAA. Like, I think it's, I think it's a good model for the majority of those athletes. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the process for you, how, what, I mean, in your game and your development of being a man, how was that that process in college like for y'all? Well, I think like, for me, being in college, it it teaches you how to interact with like everyone in the world. Like, because you gotta, you come across all different kind of people. You come across professors. You got to learn how to interact with professors. You got to interact with the RAs at the dorm. You got to interact with the students. And, you know, for me, I just treated everyone with respect. And I didn't try to big time anyone or anything. I just tried to just, you know, just, I wanted to be like, I was an athlete, obviously, but I wanted to just be 
a regular like a student. student. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wanted to hang out with the students. I didn't want to always hang out with athletes. I wanted to hang out with, you know, some of my some of my friends. You Get know. the full experience. Exactly. I mean, that's what you're there yeah. for. Exactly. That's what I wanted. I wanted the full college experience. Because up until that point, everything was, I was eat, sleep, breathe, basketball. Oh, nothing else. Yep. So both of you guys had – so life is about adversity, right? Mm-hmm. And both of you guys, which is a – an interesting parallel, like when you know we're looking up stuff. Both of you guys had issues during your college days. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to start? <laughs> uh, you laughed, so Bill, you up first. <laughs> so, man, I got- what happened, man? You just wilding out, man. Like, cause yours was like real vague. Like yours is like, um, uh, he's going to sit out for personal conduct issues. <laughs> what what popped hey, off, man? Everybody knows I'm a hothead. I'm just, I don't know. It's just something about male authority. You know, it's just something about it. I just, I can't take it. I mean, Matt would tell you, like, I'm the dude that, you know, my young, I just always wanted to fight. You say, <laughs> we're going to fight, you know, and we're going to see, we're going to see what you about. Yeah. Well, my, my coach, he, <laughs> I like he's it. just like me. You okay. Know? My coach, he's stubborn. He's, he's hot headed and he a boxer too. So he want to fight, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, what's up? You know, <laughs> like, you know, and uh, my attitude, my, you know, just talking back, he kicked me off the team. Like flat out, and he's like, "I ain't gonna tell nobody." I said, "Okay, man." When I looked at yesterday, uh, the, the next day, it was all over ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was everywhere. <laughs> Definitely, I'm like, "Dang!" He said he would say nothing, so I said, "You know what? Since I already graduated, I was like, man, I'm transferring. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the West Coast. You know, so since I tra- uh, I graduated in three years, mm-hmm. and I started working on my master, so I was like, man, I'm about to get out of here. He did but you like Ezel, like, man? I ain't gonna tell nobody else. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, and literally, I'm telling you, man. He's like, man, you know, he's gonna stay within the school. Uh-huh. And the next day, everywhere. ESPN, my mom called me. <laughs> Ooh, you knew like, you was in this? trouble there. <laughs> you knew you was so, in trouble there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, that's what happened. But you know, it's all good. You know, it's a mm-hmm. learning experience. And so, what'd you learn from it, man? I learned to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like that's the hardest thing growing up. You know, like I just. Even I could just think when he mentioned David Greenwood, it was funny because I remember later on in life after I left playing with Matt, uh, you know, AAU, I tried out for David Greenwood's team later on. And I remember he kicked me off the team, too, because we were doing a drill. And I remember I said, man, this sucks. And he just he said, you can leave. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I know that my mouth has always just put me in situations where, you know, uh, not the best situation, so I feel like I got. A, I learned a lot from that, you know, especially in college. And you know, I'm raising a little man right now, so I just want to make sure that you know I lead by example, and I don't want him to be in the same situation that I put myself in. It's not worth it. And that's part of the process, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we because we get there, you start living on your own, and you start, yeah, you know, y- y- your nuts drop a little bit. You know, freedom. you got that freedom. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, then you get grown on them. <laughs> nobody tell you nothing. And nobody tell you nothing. Then, right. you, then you figure out there's consequences to it, man. Yeah. So what about you, man? Well, obviously mine was a little more serious, mm-hmm. you know, because um, like you said, when you get that freedom, then you got a lot of freedom to make good and bad decisions. Right. So I made a bad decision, you know, leading up into the tournament. Um, I had smoked. I smoked weed. So it's all out there, you know. And that's the cold part about being a college athlete. Is that if if you do something wrong, your business is gonna be out there. Oh, it's there. out there. Right. So I was on the oh, yeah. ticker, the whole world scene, and then mm-hmm. it was. But you know, I learned. That's when I learned you have to make good decisions. You know, and uh, it goes back to the shoot your shot. You know, because that at that point in time, it just I went from. Oh, that was my senior year. That yeah. I gave up. Yeah. I didn't have my senior year in college. That's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. I did not have yeah. my senior year. So, 
for me doing interviews because I was just like I need to get money, mm-hmm. and that's what like that's why I said about the shoot the shot. Like that moment right there, I think it was it humbled me a lot. It really humbled me because up until that point, I thought I was invincible, mm-hmm. no matter what. I had tore my ACL, still came back and I played, and 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 then that happened, and then I was like, okay, you need to you need to get focused, and I think that really that really helped me focus. It was a bad way to right. have to learn how to focus, but that really gave me focus and Locked kept me in. on track. Yeah. Well, you're gonna learn today then. Yeah, I learned. <laughs> I definitely learned. So, um Miles, you got him with the quick hits, man? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. So these are kind of like just quick questions. Okay. Just just a board outlet pass just real quick. All right. So uh both of y'all first time y'all were starstruck. I saw LeBron. <laughs> Where at? I did a commercial with him. Okay. Yeah, out here. Okay. I did a commercial and he pulled up. I was like, damn, that's LeBron. That's right King. There. Are you serious? Yeah. That's King James. I was like, that's LeBron. <laughs> and then it's the King. And I had to go up and fake like I was blocking him. Ooh. And I was like, please. He got in the game mode. Do not roll. Do not roll it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want to roll up go, on him. No, I, was, take I, him I don't want him landing on my foot. I didn't want to hit him. I don't want to follow him or nothing. I think that was probably one of the only times. Wow. Yeah. Bill, what about you? Shaq. Oh, okay. Diesel. I was with the uh, Best of the West. He's, it was the best tournament back in the day. Mm-hmm. Everyone know Best of the West. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw him, and I was like, I, he was just the largest man I've ever seen in my life, you know? <laughs> and uh, he's just, he's a good dude. He's a funny dude. And I thought seeing him was uh, was pretty cool. I didn't say nothing to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Usually I'll say something to anybody. Uh-huh. I kept my space. You know, I saw him from a distance. I kept looking at him, but, you know, that was it. Yeah, I'll say him for sure. First time, or let's give a, a a shout out to somebody that back in the day that maybe people don't know, that was like the real deal. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice with. And go all the way from AAU to the time that you guys played in college and even in the pros. Somebody that we might not know, but was like the business. Well, I'm a, I'm give it to my guy Mike Pagan. I don't know if you know who Mike Pagan okay. is. He was the little kid from uh, How Stella Got a Groove Back. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was at Verbum Day. He was yeah. my teammate. Okay. He was the coldest guard I had ever seen. What? Yeah. The coldest. <laughs> I'm telling seriously, the coldest. But I don't at the high school he just didn't want to play. He didn't want to play? He didn't want to play. Dang. He didn't want to play. He was nice. Got all that talent. I had a, a white boy named Davis. Okay. Uh, back in the day. I ain't nobody gonna know. He's a little Jewish dude, but he was the best player I've ever seen. Uh that had no name, you know. Even when we went to Vegas and we was getting cooked, uh, we played like I think we were in like the fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, and we played in like eighteen hundred. It was it was bad. We losing by ninety, but he would have like forty every game, and he was nice. And you would look at him, you wouldn't think nothing of him. He's skinny, but he was nice, like super nice. I think he could have went bit tired, but his his dad had a business, so he just followed the business around. He made money. So. Got you. And then somebody that we may know, but somebody that. When you saw him, you was like, or a team. We can go to a team or, oh, yeah, we, or cool. somebody just like a team that when you saw him, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get about 25, 10. <laughs> I'm going to work. I'm going to make sure they get here. They Who, who's that cooked. for y'all? <laughs> well, Bill, you can start that one. I got to think on that one. What you got, Bill? Uh, I think, well, I, mean, I, can, I know the team I thought was going to do the work, and that was the complete opposite. But the team that I, I definitely did the work was actually Temple when they were like number seven. Okay. I was in there, I was like, we about to be on TV. I need to get these buckets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> about to show and, off today. <laughs> hey man, that's 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 what it was. I think the beginning, like the first minute, it was like twenty to two, and mm-hmm. I was just putting in work. So 
uh, it, it was nice, you know, because, like, when you hear the playback, you can hear, like, the commentators on ESPN were talking about, like, me, you know, and that was uh, that was big. So I think I was, like, tw- I had, like, 23 that game. So it was uh, it was nice to uh, to win. And I remember I just took off my shirt. Like, I was like, it was, I was acting like a fool. <laughs> You're the J.R. Smith in it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, was on, I was on the seat, so he acted like a fool, you know. But uh, that was that was the best moment, for sure. That's yeah, for me, it would probably be BYU. Okay. Those are always uh, – I always got up for those games, especially when they came here. Okay. You know, you know, they're grown men. They, yeah, they're 40, yeah, that's they're 43 years old. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. they <laughs> full grown men. <laughs> they grown men. For sure. You said they, they drive themselves to the game. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and they already got 401Ks and shit. They got their families, married, and all that. They, 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 they making major life decisions. <laughs> yeah, so you, you know what I'm saying? He's noon ball. <laughs> you right. Hey, get up in this noon ball. Come here. Straight rec league right there, boy. <laughs> So for the guys that y'all play with, uh, give y'all starting five. If you all the guys that you play with, give me a starting five of those. Ooh, in entire career. Entire career. Um, probably uh, Jordan Farmar, uh, right, Amir like Johnson. Nice. That's one and two. Um, putting Mike Pagan up there. I told you earlier. That's three. I'm putting me in there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and my guy, uh, Josh Ship. Josh Ship, yeah. UCLA. Yeah, yeah. I liked All right, him. Josh, boy. He was cold, bro. He was, he was cold. cold. I liked yeah. him. He was cold. Uh, for myself, I got, let me see, Ty Lawson, for sure. I mean, Ty Lawson in high school was, uh, he was unstoppable, for sure. Like, nah, he, yeah. he, he was unstoppable. Uh, Mike Beasley, Beasley. Beasley. Oh, yeah. Mike Beasley, for sure. Oh. Uh, my man's uh, Calvin Haynes. Um, Calvin was uh, he went to Taft, played with Farmer. He was like the other dude that was like cooking, but nobody knew about because okay. you know Farmer went to the league, so everyone knew. Uh, I mean, I guess I will put myself in there. You know, I'm, I'm a gotcha. pass and, and root for you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I mean, the best player I played, I might as well throw him there. Uh, what's his name? Mike Mayo. Mike, yeah. yeah, I'm not hip. No, what's his name? Mike Mayo? That went to OJ. SC. No, that went to SC. OJ. 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 OJ Mayo. Yeah. OJ Mayo. Okay. Yeah. I was saying, when, when did OJ get a cousin? I didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Mayo, he an L.A. dude. He but not, LA not him. Uh, OJ Mayo was the best player I played against in mm-hmm. high school. He uh, he was a man amongst boys, for yeah. sure. Now, oh, there's there's rumors about him really being a man amongst the boys. Was he a little older than everybody, or is that yeah, just he, a rumor? Well, he got reclassified a couple times. Yeah. In, uh, reclassified? And, what, a different birth certificate, man? We, we got to get that check? <laughs> that's like, uh, that's the nice way, that's the proper way of saying getting held back. <laughs> Re- reclassified. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got reclassified. Okay, that's a new one. Yeah. He's nice, man. He was He's super nice. See, he's he got he's still out from he, he's not even in the league no more. He got that suspension thing going yeah, on. Yeah. I think I think he's good though. I think he was suspended what two three years. Yeah, well, he's yeah. playing he so he's still getting the bag, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think he's able to get back. Somebody's gonna pick him up, you know. What I mean, same thing with J.R. Smith, you know. They can score. They got game. That's true. All right, so moving kind of into you know your playing days, right? So right. We, we you know we always like to take the people on a journey. Mm-hmm. So we talked about you know the different places you played. Right. What was the worst experience you guys had playing overseas? Oh he said, look, <laughs> Matt, give me that look. Bro, I'm telling you, overseas uh-huh. is it's a lot of that. It's a lot. <laughs> because there's a lot of play, a lot of there's a lot of teams in these little villages. You know okay. what I mean? So like 
for me, my probably most difficult was when I, I played in Hungary, and I was in a small town called Corman, and it was like maybe a thousand people in the city, and it's like it's on the border of um, Austria. It's on the border of Austria, Hungary and Austria, like right by each other. And okay. then it was just so hard for me because nobody spoke English. Mm. A lot of stuff was closed. It was so small. What was, was the like, food game? I mean, I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> I got sick a few times. That, that's never lie, good, man. brother. Got sick, man. It was tough. It was tough. Uh, what you oh, got for us? Oh, man, Ukraine. Oh, boy. Man. <laughs> they Ukraine had the right. dad to put me on a 19-hour train ride with dogs. Oh, you know? oh yeah, dogs. What? So like, yeah, I, I can't make this up, man. It was nineteen hour train ride. Then we had a three hour bus ride. So, in Ukraine, they allow you to put your dog, like your farm, like any animal, on the train. So like, they give you these bunk beds and like these little carousel things, but it had dogs in it. I said, I ain't sleeping in there. I sat outside for nineteen hours. I literally sat in a chair for nineteen hours. I just kept walking around and. I mean, it was tough. It's tough, and also during the time is during the war when at the war with Russia. All so right. My, so my my season was canceled for three weeks. So I stayed out there for three weeks, Damn. and I had the, the just the traveling situation. Man, they still owe me money. I can go on and on and on. You know, Ukraine, <laughs> mm-hmm. man. It's, they they on my they on my shit list, man, for sure. But that's a real thing, right? Like not getting paid on time. Oh not, my god. Oh, all all the time, man. All the time. It's rare that they pay they you pay you on time. time. Really, yeah. it happens, but it's if they can get a, if they can find a way to cut a corner, they're gonna cut. They're gonna corner. cut it. Yeah. Oh yeah. They'll find oh, yeah. a way. So I, I obviously I, I'm sure the style of play differs from country to country, but kind of describe a place that it was like, uh, you know, this is a different style of play that I'm used to, kind of. For me, it was Italy. Okay. Because in Italy, you can't. It's no spin move. It. The move, no it's an illegal. Move. It's a. It's a travel. Travel. Wow. And overseas in general, it's like this, the way we move here, you can't move like that over there. Okay. Because if they allowed it, we would just go over there and just roll them dominate. up. Yeah. Oh, I, they, they talked about that I've because that. you yeah. guys would dominate. Yeah, we would dominate. If And so they do some things to kind of restrict so everything you a little is a bit. Oh. And then, and I was a spin move guy. That was the, <laughs> that was the, that was the, oh, my God. So for me not to be able to do a spin move. Uh, it was yeah. handcuffed to you. Yeah. They just took, they just took yeah, something they, out your bag. Oh, they took a lot. They took a lot. I, I had, but. I had to adjust, you know, and that's what overseas is, all adjustments. You got to learn, because if you don't, you're out of there. You're out. Yeah. You're out of there. Yeah, mine was Middle East. Uh, okay. Playing in the Middle East is different, you know, especially playing in, like, Saudi Arabia, you know, because they don't let uh, women to the, uh, allowed in the game. Mm-hmm. So just y'all men, you know, and um, they it's different, you know. they If you're American, they'll let you tackle. They'll, you know, you can tackle us. They don't care. They'll be like, oh, jump up or travel, mm-hmm. you know. It's uh, completely different. But they expect you to, like, average, like, 50 points and, like, 40 mm-hmm. rebounds and, like, dunk mm-hmm. and, like, behind-the-back passes, even if they mess up. So <laughs> I think that was uh, that was the craziest style. But, I mean, you can, you can actually have fun. You feel like you're Kobe and, you know, Jordan out there. <laughs> so you, you touched on it. I want, I want to describe y'all game. What, what's y'all game? Who is somebody that y'all pattern y'all game after? Describe it. I'm like Sean Marion without a shot. You know, I shoot, I shoot better. You know, I'm like. I hope you don't got that. That I saw you. Your, your jumper look a little cleaner than uh, Sean Marion. Yeah, I'm, I'm a utility guy. You know, like <laughs> my MVP season in France. You know, I average like 15, seven, and five. So I'm okay. the kind of dude that gets one involved. You know, I get a couple triple doubles, couple double doubles. But I'm just more like a pass first. I'll score when you need to. Uh, so I mean, that's that's what I would say. You know, I'm more like a 
Matt Barnes kind of like that can score. Because I'm the kind of dude, I'll punk you. You know, I'll get in your face. But, you know, I'll give you buckets. I'll back it up. Type deal. Hold on. You talk trash, huh? Oh, yeah. All the time. He's, oh, yeah. You, you got a co-sign before you even. It don't have to be a sport. Oh, it yeah. Don't have to be a sport. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Grocery <laughs> I'm in the grocery store. I'm going to talk trash. You know? in, the, in the checkout line. <laughs> Talking I'm smack. Make, I'll make sure you use this coupon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's 33 cents off. <laughs> Double coupon day. Get my Run my shit. <laughs> That's too funny. So about you, game? I, I would probably have to say like LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. Like a skilled uh, a face-up big. Hit okay. the jumper. Hit some threes. Now you overseas, they put you at center. Yeah, in the, in in a, the, in the very beginning. In the very beginning, I was okay, center. center. And then I transitioned into a stretch four, because that's where I was gonna make my most money. Right. At a stretch four, because there's some big dudes out there. Oh, okay. So for me to be down there, like you come across some footers, and it's tough. It's yeah, tough. If you ain't even seven feet, like playing center, it gets, it gets tough down there. Dan Tony ball out there. <laughs> yeah, but especially the way you said they fouling down there, oh, boy. Yeah, it's all like, yeah. hey, <laughs> we should post that uh, video you sent me, Miles, of the uh, directly. Dude, oh, my trying God. To, I'm pretty sure people saw that, but they be fouling heavy down there, huh? Oh, well, hold on. Is it not? Let, let me take it back. Is it Americans get fouled heavier, and then you guys on the reverse, if you foul them, it's more, you know, ticky tack gets called, or how, how is, or is it just balanced? You know, jungle ball out there. It's sometimes it is just the uh, <laughs> Americans. You can't really do much. Dang. You gotta be on your best behavior. <laughs> and South America is that's that's the that's that's where they you gotta be a man to go down there. You, they tell you don't go down there until you're like at least twenty eight, twenty nine. No blood, wow. no foul. Yeah, yep. it's, 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 it's different down there. I mean, they, they expect you to score. You know, when you get DDT, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. Getting a rock bottom, they literally rock bottom you, and you be like, and one, and then they'll take you, yeah. right? And then <laughs> you just and you can't win, like literally, <laughs> certain countries you ain't gonna win, you know, they'll right. foul you out in three minutes, yeah. Oh, that's tough. So, y'all was having flashbacks, uh, watching Last Dance, then seeing George right, Jordan getting, getting body slammed by Dennis oh, Rodman, yeah, stuff. Man. Right, yeah. yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, that's sir. a different, that's a different level of basketball, you know. Rewatching that was completely different than watching what's going on today. That's a fact. Right. So, what was the termination of, you know, when to stop, when to keep going? Like, when do you guys make that determination? You know what I mean? Or is it still, man? I, I'm if if I get the I right still, call, like how how does that work? Or where are you guys at with that? Let, you know, what, I'm gonna ask, yeah. where are you guys at with that decision? I think it's always as an athlete, you're always gonna feel like yes. no matter what, you, if you you gonna you can do it. I'm telling you, always, always no matter what, always. no matter what. But I think as far as me, it's just uh, I've had a few injuries. My body's been through a lot, and like I think about my whole career, and I've been playing competitive basketball since I was eight, and I'm 32, so it's like 24 years of just nonstop oh. pounding. I had two knee surgeries, and it was just, I think mm. for me, it was that. And like as you get older. It's sometimes it gets more difficult to deal with some of the situations they put you in overseas. Mentally or physically well, or I'm both? T- I got a, just a quick quick little story. Just, no, I hit it. Yeah, like when my last situation, right? So I'm, I went to Argentina to play. Mm-hmm. I took a long flight. They flew me to uh, – I flew through Miami. My bags got left in Miami because they booked the flight so close together that I had to sprint from one flight to the other just but to make it. But your bags didn't make it. My bag didn't make it, all right? And then I get there to Argentina, so it's like 18-hour, 19-hour flight. And then I get there, my bag isn't there, right? And then they have somebody waiting for me, but they don't tell me, oh, yeah, we got a game. Um, 
up north, and it's a seven-hour drive. Hold so on. <laughs> I took a I took a that long flight. Then they get in the car and say, "Oh, you got another seven-hour flight." Then I get there and they're like, "Yeah, we can play. Uh, you got practice tonight." I'm like, "I practice. I don't have anything. I have no underwear, no shoes, no nothing." And they're like, uh, "Well, you're not playing. That's not really an option." So you know, wow. So I'm like, "Come on, man. Like, who in they right? I literally I practiced and played in the shoes that I wore on the plane." <laughs> And they expect you to go out there and have still some, dominate. Some Vans on. And, right. <laughs> in a situation like that. And then it's just like that wow. on top of everything. You just. Act- and then they're just, they're mad at you. Like it's your fault. Yeah. It's my fault that my bag got left there. So. Wow. Situations like that. When just, you put me on a janky flight. Yeah. The day of. like day of. <laughs> Didn't tell me that I, it was going to be a game or I was going to go up there. Anything. So you didn't know till you touched I, down. I got to the airport and the car was waiting for me. And I just got in the car. I'm like, where am I going? They said, oh, yeah, we're going up north. We got a game. And it's game day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't know how you're going to play the pick and roll. Right. None of that. Right. Know how you, uh, I ain't got no playbook before. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Stuff like that. You know? That's crazy. No, that's a lot, man. Stuff like that. you know. And then when it happens so often, and then on top of that, they're trying to cut your money, you know, mm-hmm. it just gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, is it really worth it to leave the house? Is it, you know, is it worth it to go all the way out there? Or you know, I, I, like I played nine years. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I did. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I was chasing money, and I feel like once you start chasing money, your heart's not really in it. So I was trying to find a place or a job back in like home that can compensate the amount of money that I was making out there. So um, I just, I just fell out of love with it. I mean, I still love the game, but I fell out of love of traveling and dealing with long trips and my money not getting paid to the point where I'm just like, well, I need to find something here. And I'm cool with joining men's league. You know, I'll join like 10 of them, you know, just to uh, continue to play. But I mean, once you start chasing money, you know that you're not really in it for basketball. You know, you can have more fun, you know, playing ball with your friends than trying to, you know, wait for that phone card, that email. And like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go over. Oh, but you only going over for a thousand dollars. Then you get discouraged, and then it, you wait more months. It's it's a process. I don't miss that. I don't miss that waiting period. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 not something that uh, uh that nobody tough. enjoys that. You know, with anything, but for people that play ball or you know football or baseball, whatever that call. When you wait for that call, man, you don't get that call. You know, they already started. Yeah. You get discouraged, crushing, and you go over there. Sometimes you go over there and you're terrible. You know, mm-hmm. even though you put all the work in. So I don't miss that. You know, I put too much work in to continue to wait. And those days that I'm, those months, sometimes that I'm waiting, I'm, I'm not making money. Right. So, and it's putting nah, you in, it's, a, in a mental situation where you just like, especially you, you want to tell somebody about themselves. I'm going to go tell anybody if I'm at home. You know? Right. <laughs> so with that being said, right, they're becoming you know, money opportunities that you guys can have that are here in the States, mm-hmm. you know I mean? Like, you know, there is a concern with wear and tear for this travel, right? Like, right. they're talking about the NBA bubble season, like how this is helping a lot of people. Like, yeah. you know, Harden and them could go on a run because they they're not traveling every night, yeah. right? They're not tired because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes he peters out during right. the playoffs. So if there are opportunities here, do you – if they're presented, do you um, kind of look at them and evaluate if it's something you would do? Because, like, um, what's it, the TBT yeah. that they do? Um, TBT, mm-hmm. the big three, and then there was just a new one 
Um, yeah, like Big Five. The Big Five that yeah. was just here at the Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mixed. It's it's a Big Three, but it's men and women. Right. Um, do you got? Are you open to those opportunities? Like if they come around and the bags right and just you know assessing, or are you just done? It would just be strictly for fun. For fun. It, I, like, the enjoyment. Yeah, what the what it the love of the game. It, it, I want to play for fun now. Gotcha. I don't want to play. I don't want to have to like because like Bill was saying like that waiting period and. Uh-huh. The, the preparation and am I gonna go here? Am I going there? Like, like mentally, that's it's it's it's, it's tough. Right. So, I want to just have fun with basketball. So if right. I do anything that's involved with basketball, it's just gonna be strictly for fun. Just Dope. for the love of the game. Same for you, Bill. Yeah, man. Sometimes I don't touch a ball for like a month. Oh, word. You know? and, and sometimes I don't want to work out. You know, I rather eat Popeyes and relax. You know, facts. So, <laughs> yeah. I rather watch somebody else. You know. Uh, work hard on TV like you know I was doing earlier watching these games you know but no I just I'm the same you know I I would just do it for fun it's I'm not gonna put the stress and wear and tear on my body my back hurts as soon as I turn 30 my back hurts (laughs) back knees something happened that's what I'm saying yeah I go up the stairs you know I'm crunching and cracking I said nah this ain't that's a fact though oh man all right so man this is exciting you know, Bill, I appreciate you really reaching out to us and just, you know, this is what the show is about. So we're going to get into the winner's circle, what we like to call the platform, right? We, we're giving people a voice to the people. And you guys have a very amazing, interesting kind of thing, which touches on the psychology of, of athletes and what they do next, man. So yeah. I'm excited to dig into this. So you guys have a company called The Lab. And, you know, I kind of preface it that in the, uh, the beginning. Um, the lab 24-7. So the lab uh, acronym is uh, Life After Basketball. Yeah. Man, where did that start? And how did you guys come up with this? And Well, like Bill was already into this. He was into the, you know, the insurance game, well, just to, so to speak, from the beginning. And like I told you about the situation where I left, right? So he was saying, hey, you need to come do this. This is something you need to do. So as I'm preparing to do that, I just kind of had, you know, we kind of had an idea, like, you know, coming from where we come from, have been played overseas. Like, what are the overseas guys lacking? You know, and then we think we thought, like, man, you know, we could help them. You know, start to think more than just spending so much time just only preparing for the season. But you need to prepare because one day you're not gonna be able to play. You're not gonna always be able to play. All right. And there aren't many people who reach out to athletes or reach out to to even people in our community. You know, in the black community, Facts. nobody really knows about. You know retirement and, and life insurance and things that you can how you can use life insurance to fund your retirement mm-hmm. so we thought that that was something that was missing and that's something that we could bring you know towards the to the people to our people and to, to athletes especially athletes overseas that's dope anything you want to add to that bill yeah I man i'll pick it back up that you know we're just basically here to just honestly help athletes from going broke yeah. you know and uh in, in particular, black athletes, you know, because, you know, most of us come from no money. So once we get money, uh, you know, we want to show, you know, we want to be flashy. We want to buy certain things, you know, but we're not putting ourselves in a position to create generational wealth, you know, so that our kids' kids can be taken care of, you know, or if uh, you're making all this money, but your mom's still living in the same house, you know, that just don't make no sense to me, you know. Right. So I got in the game just so I can help the black community and help athletes, you know. Matt created this platform, and I was just I just wanted to jump right in because I thought it was something special, you know. And I think that if we're able to, you know, contribute 
this knowledge of information with the financial like world into the community, I feel like it's going to change, you know? So no more car washes, no more uh, GoFundMe's, you know, it's just helping them find ways to better pivot their money so that they're taken care of for their living and afterlife. That's what's up. Now you guys have one other partner that's, um, I guess part of the foundation of the Mm -hmm. core of this. Mm -hmm. So what's kind of his role? Just give him a shout out and, 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 you know, how did he join? Uh, that's Sherman Gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, another dude that I grew up with uh, for a long time. We actually got two dudes, Sherman Gay and we got uh, John Rodriguez. Um, Sherman is another ex-pro. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's in or out. You know, he's got one foot, one foot in, one foot out the door. Uh, we play for, like, you know, I, I say he's old, man. I say he's 82. You know? <laughs> but he's, you know, he's in his late 30s. Uh, he was just out there in Vegas for his birthday, actually. And um, just another dude that's, uh, you know, trying to, you know, change the game and, uh, you know, try to try to help influence and, you know, mm-hmm. help dudes just be coachable and understand the value of a dollar. I think that's uh, yeah. just something big, you know, something that we just take for granted, you know. Yeah, bring more awareness. Because he, he was in, he played overseas for a while, too. Yeah. So. Got to. Yeah. So, so talk to me about this. So it, the thing about being, for you guys' sake, a professional athlete, man, you you putting eggs into a basket. I mean, there's there's you you're literally a professional. And so yeah. when a lot of other people go to college, when they go to college, you know, their profession is, you know, maybe they come out as a nurse and right. they're just gonna be a nurse from the time that they're twenty five to whenever, right? right? For you guys, it's almost like finding a whole nother passion, a right. whole nother lane, like turning pro again, like starting that process right. again. So yeah. How did you guys come up with this passion? Or where, where, how did you guys know that this was going to be a passion for you guys to kind of help others? Well, I mean, it's just, I think it comes from us having played overseas. And we know what overseas guys need and we know what would help them. I mean, like, we always want to be involved with basketball or sports in general. So if we can, you know, use this as a way to, still be involved with sports and helps people at the same time. It's big, well, man. You know, it's love. You know, it, it, it makes you passionate right right there just, just off that, just by, by being involved with sports and helping people. And it's a win-win for everyone. So the great thing about business and how a lot of businesses succeed and then ultimately grow is finding that, that niche or niche or whatever people, mm-hmm. how you ever pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I'll make up a word on y'all. Miles knows <laughs> I make up words. Scrabble. <laughs> Scrabble. <laughs> but, um, so is that the niche um, overseas players? Because that is a unique kind of mm-hmm. situation. Like, how do I save my money? How do I be, bring my money back overseas? Right, right, right. How do I compensate? Or if I'm expected to make a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. how do I? Because, you know, like if, you know, you have a regular steady job, you know, you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to put, you know, 5% or t- whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you guys experience in that feel like this was a really definite need? I mean, it's completely different, you know, overseas money as compared to the NBA money. Okay. You know, uh, there's some dudes I know that went over there for free, and then there's some dudes I know that make like 500000 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, those dudes overseas that are making like 70, 80, 100, they're not going to get approached by certain companies because they expect a certain amount of money for them to even deal with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in a company that will take people from all shapes and sizes, you know, and I mean that as their bank account. You know, so I feel like this is our, our niche is to help those overseas dudes, you right. know, that, uh, that need, and not just dudes, but women as well, yeah. you know, because, um, that's, that's, that's our goal, you know, but like and I that's say, a big market, general, the women. Yeah. 
The yeah, women are huge. Mm-hmm. Hey man, women overseas make bank. They that's yeah. where they make their bank. Right, right. right. Oh yeah. The WNBA I mean, is just for show. Yeah, it's like a summer league. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's for show to like get some brand awareness to you know come home to the crib. Yeah. Right. You know, so that's that's that makes sense. So, um, how do you structure it? Like, what's the goal? Because I see you talk a lot about financial literacy. Yeah. Is that the is that the core to educate, or are you guys putting principles and things around it to 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 uh, make them be successful? I think it's a combination of both. The first part yeah. would be just uh, bringing the awareness to it, because uh, you know, keep in mind when you have a job here, if you are you know if you're lucky enough, you have a company that might give you a 401k or you know you know set, set something up for you. But right. when you go overseas, you just buy it. You're on your own. The money yeah. you make, if you save it, it's on you. And you don't have any vessel to, to put it to where it can accumulate. Accumulate, do anything, work yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think the education part, you know, is, is a big part of it. And just bringing awareness and helping people to understand that, you know, this will help fund you when we make that transition into mm-hmm. your life after basketball. Because you're not going to always be playing, <laughs> but you're always going to be living, you know what I mean? You're always mm-hmm. going to have to work. You're always going to have to make money. But this can actually help you transition or it can help fund your retirement part of your retirement and miles does a great job when he brings out that question is like it's so true like you play a sport and then you you're coming out at 25 and it's like um you, you got a whole do? life to what live now what right. are you going to do now yeah and y'all y'all talked about like the generational part and we can go on to the history of how this country was <laughs> kind of founded on mm-hmm. and how you know it's you know a lot of times generational left starts with y'all yeah you know what i mean like yeah. That's where the money starts in the family, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know sometimes that's that's got to be a lot of pressure. I know I know a, a parts of it. What you guys do is hit into the mentals of those athletes and yeah. those that are just finishing. So, mm-hmm. how's that process been? You know, working with the guys that you work with about just the mentality or you know, getting into their mental space. Bill, for me, it's about changing that mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when people think life insurance, they think like death. You know, like, oh, that's when I die. But, you know, the people don't realize that there's a bunch of different avenues with life insurance that can help them while they're living. Um, So my thing was with the athletes that I've been helping is more just changing their mindset, you know, changing them. And there's nothing wrong with like real estate and stocks and bonds and all that other stuff. But it's just changing their mindset and how they can be able to provide for their family, not just now for but for the eternity, you know, Mm -hmm. and just making them make smarter decisions. And it ain't easy. It's, it's literally not easy. It's not easy right. to change their mindset, you know, because think about it. You get a group of guys who made no money growing up. Mm-hmm. In college, we struggle. Some dudes get paid a little bit of change, you know. And then you get this bulk of money, and you come home. And if you live in, like, L.A. or Florida or New York or Vegas, you want to spend that money. Yeah. You just want to spend it. Like, why keep it, you know? But I'm saying if you learn how to save half of what you spend, oh, man, in the long run, it's, 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 it's going to not. Um, because a lot of these athletes are now seeing that other athletes like LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Maggie Johnson, they're doing investments. You know, they're doing businesses. They're opening their own businesses. But why are they doing that? Because they're saving money, you know. And it's not because they have all this money. But even if they had, like, I saw this little, you know, thing with Shaq, his interview, how he's talked about how wealthy people will have $100, they'll save 50 spend 25 and invest 25 you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can do the same thing, saving $100, you know, and it can help you and you know people just people need to understand that and that's our goal to help them understand that man that's fantastic that's that's amazing 
and I mean, there's so much stuff to, um, so definitely we have, um, your site up so people can, you, you guys have some great stats about, you know, the traps that we fall into as right. a culture and the athletes of buying your mom's a house when you don't need to do that on the first right. contract right. and, and, you know, taking care of the posse, you know, the whole yeah. crew, yeah. you know, like you don't need to do the whole crew at a night at Dre's, no. you know what I'm saying? You don't need to do that. Not every, not every other weekend. <laughs> nah, I mean, you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. You gotta, but... you gotta live life. We're not telling people don't live life. Yeah, right. but moderation, right? Moder everything's good in moderation. So, <laughs> um, so man, this time flies, man. So we're definitely gonna. We got your uh, information up there. When is is this something you guys are actively already started, or is this this all the process of building this up and getting clients and getting that message out? Well, we're in the process of building, as well as you know, when our website is under construction, we're in the process of building the website, but. Just bringing awareness to it is the, is the first part, and getting more athletes to, you know, think think beyond just now and think more into the future. All right, man. Well, hey, we got only a couple of seconds, and we got to get you guys to drop. Uh, so the assist where we get to drop a jewel. So a quick mantra or or a quote or something from both of you guys. Boom, just give us give it to us. Well, I always go the man who says he can and the man who says he can are both correct. That's right. I like that. What you got for us, Bill? I'm just gonna say, save your money. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm gonna be brutally honest, blunt. Save your money. You know, that's it. There it is. Well, hey man, I want to thank both of our guests, man, for definitely being flexible. It's an honor to finally get you guys on, man. We've been going back and forth to do this. I think what you guys are doing is absolutely needed, absolutely amazing. And you know, uh, Miles and I have this conversation off show talking about the stuff that we don't know as a culture. Mm -hmm. So getting that information out to uh, our folks, you know, uh, uh, to prepare us and, and to get us in a great spot is just amazing. So sure. so once again, thank you. We want to thank the people for listening, man. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please give us feedback on um, our show at Black & Sports. We're on all social media platforms, um, and we're also on all podcast platforms. So um, please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know that we're rooting for you. Thank you, guys. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat about two racks on handmade new racks. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. I'm sorry, everybody from sports to college class to rap.